Our final learning objective, 11.5, will lead us to an understanding of the distinction between portfolio investments and passive investments and apply the tax basis at risk and passive activity loss rules, which limit the deductibility of losses from passive investments. A taxpayer's share of operating losses from flow-through entities and other trade or business activities are deductible, but deductible to the extent they clear the tax basis at risk and passive activity loss hurdles. Passive investments. Typically, an investment in a partnership, an S-corporation, or direct ownership in rental or real estate will be passive. Ordinary income from these investments is taxable annually as it's earned. Ordinary losses may be deducted currently, but it needs to overcome the limitations governing tax basis, the at-risk rules, and the passive loss limitations. Losses may not exceed the investor's tax basis in the activity, and any excess loss will be carried over until an event occurs to create more tax basis. So how do you increase your tax basis? Well, obviously you can increase it by contributing more cash, uh, by your share of any undistributed income, by your share of debt. Uh, there'll be decreases to your debt tax basis to the extent you've received cash or had a prior deduction in your basis for prior year tax losses. And remember now, losses may not exceed the investor's amount at risk in an activity. Any excess loss will be carried forward until the event occurs to create additional amount at risk. The at-risk amount is calculated like tax basis, excepting it does not include the investor's share of debt since he or she is not responsible to repay. However, usually it does include an investor's share of mortgage debt secured by real estate so long it's qualified non-recourse financing. Let's do a simple example. Lawn has purchased an interest in a limited liability company for $50,000, and the limited liability company has no debt. Lawn's share of the loss for the current year is $70,000. So we're asked how much of the loss is limited by his tax basis and how much of the loss is limited by his at-risk amount. Well, Lawn's basis is $50,000, that is his original investment of $50,000. So as a result, the $20,000 of the $70,000 loss is limited by his tax basis, leaving a loss of $50,000. Now the at-risk rules operate this way. The at-risk amount is also $50,000 because we were told the limited liability company did not have any debt. Thus, there's no additional loss limited by Lon's at-risk amount. A taxpayer's ordinary losses from flow-through entities and other trader business activities can be classified as passive if the taxpayer's involvement is not regular, is not continuous, and is not substantial. Now, there's seven ways to achieve material participation in an enterprise status. Let's go through them. Individuals are generally considered material participants for the activity if they meet one of seven tests. The first, there's participation in the activity in an amount more than 500 hours during the tax year. The second 
is that the individual's activity constitutes substantially all of the participation in such activity by all individuals, including non-owners. The third test is this. The individual is participating more than 100 hours during the year, and that individual's participation is not less than any other individual's participation in the activity. The fourth test is this. The activity qualifies as, quote, a significant participation activity, close quote, that is more than 100 hours spent during the year, and the aggregate of all significant participation activities is greater than 500 hours for the year. The fifth test states that the individual materially participates in the activity for any five of the preceding 10 taxable years. The sixth test states that the individual materially participates for any three preceding years in any personal service activity, such as personal services in health, law, accounting, architecture, engineering. And the final test takes into account all facts and circumstances such that the individual is deemed to participate on a regular, continuous, and substantial basis. Let's do an example. In addition to his interest in the LLC, Lon owns a rental property that's produced $5,000 of rental income during the year. And we're asked how much of Lon's remaining $50,000 loss after applying the tax basis and at-risk limitations can he deduct currently? And we're asked also what happens to any portion of the loss he can't deduct? Generally, income from rental real estate is considered to be income from a passive activity. Lawn may use $5,000 of his passive activity loss from the LLC to offset $5,000 of passive income from that rental activity. He must carry forward the remaining $45,000 in passive activity loss until he either receives more passive income or he sells his entire interest in that LLC. At the end of the day, Lon is able to deduct $5,000 of his loss from the LLC currently, and he has a $20,000 tax basis and a at-risk carry-forward and a $45,000 passive activity loss carry-forward. Note, a taxpayer's operating losses from rental activities are, within limited exceptions, deemed to be passive, regardless of the taxpayer's activity level. A taxpayer's passive losses from an activity are limited to passive income from all other sources until the disposition of the activity. On disposition, current and prior passive losses from an activity can be used without limitation. Additionally, there's a valuable rental real estate exception that allows taxpayers to deduct up to $25,000 of operating losses from rental real estate annually provided so long as they're actively involved in managing the rental real estate and they have adjusted gross income of less than $150,000. Let's look at a straightforward example. We've got mom and pop and they own a home that they rent out to students at the local university. The pop approves the new tenants and makes the expected repairs. Their AGI before considering any income or loss from the rental property is $90,000. Their loss from the rental property for the current year is $16,000. Assuming that mom and pop have no other sources of passive income, how much of that passive loss 
could they deduct? Here, taxpayers like mom and pop could deduct up to $25,000 of the rental real estate losses, even if they don't have any other passive income. However, note that their ability to deduct those losses phases out by 50 cents for every dollar of AGI in excess of $100,000. And once their AGI hits $150,000, they're going to be no longer able to deduct the loss from the rental property unless they have passive income from other sources. So because our mom and pop taxpayers are under the applicable $100,000 phase-out limit, all $16,000 of the loss from that rental property is deductible against their other income. And then let's tie this learning objective together with question four from the textbook. We have Anwar who owns a rental home and is involved in maintaining it and improving who the renters are. During the year, he has a net loss of $8,000 from its rental, and his other sources of income during the year were salary of $111,000, as well as $34,000 of long-term capital gains. We're asked how much of this rental loss could be deducted if Anwar has no other source of passive income. Well here, because Anwar meets the definition of an active participant and has adjusted gross income of less than $150,000 before considering his rental loss, he's going to be able to deduct $2,500 of that loss against his other income. This deduction of $2,500 is computed as follows. We know that the maximum deduction available is $25,000. And $22,500 is phased out. That's computed by subtracting $145,000 in adjusted gross income from $100,000 multiplying by 50%, the phase-out calculation. So the maximum deduction in the current year is $2,500. The rental loss in the current year is $8,000. The rental loss deductible in the current year will be $2,500. And then the passive loss carry forward to the next year will be the difference between $8,000 and $2,500 or $5,500. This concludes our final learning objective of Chapter 11.